Samech Vov. We have a, a piece of Gemara. One just has to read the Gemara. It doesn't need any additional explanation. Just read the Gemara and understand it, which gives us an understanding and an insight into the intersection between rational thought, Masoira, the tradition that we get, and character, which are the three dimensions of Psak. This is where one of the many ways in which Torah is completely different from any other uh, general area of study that not only do you need the rational side, you need Masoira, you need methodology to be handed down. Uh, it's not the detail that has to be handed down, the methodology has to be taught uh, in Masoira, and you need character as part of the method, of, as part of the process of learning. It's not just a question of what is learned. So here, this is the story. Tanner was a family that, that that led the Jewish people. These were incredible Gedoli Yisrael. These were the Tanoim in the, in the early times of the Tanoim. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, they were all part of the ben Betera family who were, who were the leaders of the Jewish community. And they couldn't figure out one day, Friday, Erev Pesach was Friday. And the question was, do you bring a Korban Pesach on, uh, Erev Pesach was Shabbos. The, the question was, do you bring a Korban Pesach on Shabbos or don't you? And they got confused. They couldn't remember. Says the Meiri, it can't be that they didn't remember. Every seven years, there's at least one time that Shabbos, that Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos. So it can't be more than six years before. And, and the three of them and, and others around them, nobody could remember what the halach is. It doesn't make any sense. Bear in mind, that was a time, not only was there no internet, you couldn't Google the Shaila, you couldn't even look in the Shulchan Aruch, you couldn't even look in the Gemara, you couldn't look in the Mishnah. There was no Mishnah, there was no Gemara, there was no Shulchan Aruch, there was only themselves. They had to work it out, and they just couldn't work it out, they'd forgotten. Says Ben Batera, it says, it says the Meiri, it can't be that they forgot the ha- the halacha, they must have known the halacha, but they didn't want to paskin the halacha without remembering the, the source, the reasoning. How do you know from the Torah that that's how it has to be? So there you get an important idea also of halacha, and this is, we're going to see probably the first shaila and shuva in, in history. When, when you ask a god or a shaila, he, he doesn't give you an answer. You don't say, I, I have a question, what is the din? He doesn't say, the din is that you should do that. Uh, maybe that's nowadays how a lot of people do it, but that's not a tshuva. A tshuva is sometimes pages and pages and pages of reasoning, because it's the reasoning that determines the halacha. The halacha is not just a bottom line. It's the reasoning, it's the tilei tilim shil halachas. It's the mountains and mountains and mountains of halachot that constitute the direction of how to actually live. And we need to know and understand those halachot as well. And says the Miri, that's what they didn't, what they didn't know. But the Yerushalmi says the Miri himself brings this. It's a beautiful Miri. We talked about the Miri yesterday. We introduced the Miri. We did a bit of Miri in Kiddushin. There's a beautiful Miri on this piece of Gemara. Um, and the Miri says, the, um, uh, but, but the Yerushalmi says, of course they forgot the halacha. How can that be? You're right. How can it be? Says the Yerushalmi. It was a nace. It was a nace min Hashemayim to bring Hillel to prominence, as we're going to see. Hillel arrived in Eretz Yisrael. He didn't have a website, he didn't have a Twitter account, he didn't have a Facebook page. How was anybody going to know who Hillel was and where he came from? So this brought Hillel into prominence. And for that to happen, there needed to be a, a, a shikho. Everybody had to forget a halacha that Hillel could reinstitute. And it's beautiful to see that not only are, is, are miracles sometimes acts of, of commission, something happening. We always think of a miracle, something happens. Something, sometimes something not happening is a miracle. 
something that ought to happen and doesn't happen is also can also be a miracle. The fact that the lights go on when you turn the switch on, that's a miracle. When you think of how many different things have to come together to enable the lights to go on when you turn a switch on, it's a nice that it's all working. And sometimes you turn the switch on and the lights don't go on. There's no electricity. That can also be a nice. There can be a reason for that too. Shikha, forgetfulness, can also be a nice. A miracle can be sometimes forgetting something if Hashem wants you to rediscover. Sometimes Hashem wants you to rediscover. It's a, it's a miracle I experience many, many times every day. The miracle of forgetting. You just do something that you should remember. You don't, you don't remember. You can't remember where you saw it, what it was, where to find it. Sometimes Hashem wants you to rediscover. Sometimes it's not a miracle. It's just you haven't done enough chazor. So what is the case? It happened once at Erev Shabbos was on Erev Pesach was on Shabbos. They didn't know whether to bring a korban Pesach on Shabbos or not. So they went onto the internet and they asked, "Does anybody know?" And nobody knew. And somebody said, "You know, there's a person who's just come from Bovel. There's a new rabbi in town." And he might, maybe he knows. Because he has something that nobody else has. He learned under Shmaya Naftalia. So let's ask him. If nobody else knows, maybe Hillel Abavli knows. They called him. He said to them, Are you asking me whether a korban at a specific time, like a korban Pesach, can push aside the Shabbos? We, we have 200 cases of that. What's wrong with you people? They said, What are you talking about, 200 cases? It says Moed at a specific time for Pesach, and it says at a specific time for the Korban Tomid, which is every single morning. Even though it says it must be brought at a specific time, it says it must be brought at a specific time, come Shabbos, you bring the Tomid, even then, even though it's Shabbos, in the same way you bring a Korban Pesach, even though it's Shabbos. What's wrong with you guys? Couldn't you figure that out? So again, he's not saying, I remember Shmuel Naftalian told me, or I remember five years ago there was a case. He's working it out from first principles, and that's what learning is. Learning is working out from first principles. The Vilna Gaon says, when you're learning halacha, get back to the posuk in Chumash. You've got to be able to track it all the way through, from Chumash to the Tseftas to, to the and the Mechiltas and the Sifran Sifri, through Mishnah, through Gemara. You've got to see the full evolution, the full track of it. That's what a halacha is. And you've got to work it out from first principles. So, so Hillel works it out from first principles. But says, and if that's not enough, Besides, a Pesach's more serious than a Tomid. By a Pesach, there's a Chorus. So if a Tomid can push aside Shabbos, certainly a Pesach can. They resigned their positions and they appointed Hillel at that day. They figured... We, we're not fit. If we couldn't work that out and we needed Hillel, then Hillel must be the Nasi from now on. And they appointed him the Gemara, the Yerushalmi. It's important to learn the Yerushalmi together with this because this happened in Israel. So the Yerushalmi is a bit more expanded than we have it in the Bavli here. They're two parallel sugyas. And in the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi says that um, uh, this, is a, this is one of the cases of three. And eventually it comes out that there weren't even three. But this is one of the examples. Of, if you're not 
the right person for a, for a job, somebody else comes, even if you've had the job, you've got to resign and give the job to the, to the right person. There are many cases of that in Eastern Europe with Rabonim uh, that, that vacated their positions to give it to somebody, sometimes somebody younger, somebody new, that they thought was, was bigger than them. And he's, that day he took over and he started giving Shurim the entire day in Ilchus HaPesach. And he gave them Musa as well. They, are, they appointed him Rosh Hashiva, but he became a Mashkiach too. He gave them Musa. How, what happened to you guys? You're such amazing people here in Israel. And yet to get a Babylonian like me to become the Nasi, aren't you ashamed of yourselves? What caused it? Because you didn't take the trouble to go and learn the Shmaya Vavtalyan. That's why. You didn't put enough effort into your Torah. You could have gone to learn the Shema Yavavtalia and they were available to you and you didn't take advantage. And that's the reason. Not because I learned this from Shema Yavavtalia. It's just your commitment to Torah was less than it should be and therefore the Rebbe brought this about so that you would learn a lesson and realize if there's somebody around that you can learn Torah from, go and learn Torah from them and get a Masorah from them because their Masorah is really important. Omrullah, they said to him, then Rebbe, they ask him another Shaila. What happens if somebody didn't bring his, his knife to the Beis Hamikdash on Shabbos? Um, can he bring it as a Yad? Can he bring it with a Shinui? Can he, is there some way that he can bring it to the Beis Hamikdash in a way that is a Shvut, in a way that it would be a Drabonan or not? Omrullahen, what does Hilo say to them? Halacha zu shomati. I actually heard that Shiloh once being asked, and I don't remember the answer. Says the Yerushalmi, that's because he had a moment of arrogance, even though he meant it, L'shem Shemayim, and he just wanted to shake them up a little bit. But they've just given up their position to you. The Miri points out as well that, that that's, it, it's not just the arrogance. They've just given up their position for you. They've been mashpil themselves. They've lowered themselves to elevate you. Don't use the elevation they gave you to lord it over them who gave it to you. It's not just a regular case of gaiva. It's not a regular case of arrogance. Hillel would never have done such a thing. The problem here is you're being arrogant to the very people. You're being arrogant with the position you were given by the very, to the very people who gave you the position at their own cost. You've got to be mashpil yourself at such a say. So you know what? We don't have an answer for that. Even I can't remember. Let's see what the Jews do themselves. Just let them do. Just do. You don't have to tell them what to do all the time. They're not babies. Let them see, see how they manage. They know they've got to come to the Beis HaMikdash. They know they've got to bring a Korban Pesach. Let's see what they do. If they're not themselves, big they certainly are descendants. They're students of Nevi'in. Let's see what they do. The next day, what happened? They all came. One put the knife in the in the lamb's wool, and one put them in the goat between the between the horns. They found ways to get the animals to carry the knives to the Beis Hamikdash. Says Hillel, Ah, I'm see. I see what they're doing, and I remember. That's in fact what Shmaya and Avtalyon taught me. Um. They then go into the Gemara, goes on to the whole thing. We don't have time to go into it in the whole detail. The Gemara talks about why does he need a Kalvachomer if he's got a, 
Gzer Shover, what do you see from Sukkim? Why do you need a Kavachomer? And the Gemara says, because the Gzer Shover, you've got to learn from somebody. You can't make up your own Gzer Shovers. So he says to them, I understand, you didn't learn from Shmaya of Italian. That's serious enough. But okay, you didn't, so you don't have the Gzer Shover. But a Kavachomer, you can work out yourselves. So they, they break his Kavachomer. They say, we thought of the Kavachomer. It's not as if we didn't think of it, but we had a cash on the Kavachomer. So the Kavachomer didn't work and the Gzer Shover we didn't have because we didn't get it with Kabbalah from Shmaya Vavtalion. And we don't remember. We just don't, we can't remember the Masoira. So we couldn't pass in the Halacha. That's why, that's why we needed, uh, that's why we needed you. So you see here the role, there's certain things you can't pass in without a Masoira. How to make Gzer Shover, how to reason, how to think, how to extrapolate from the Torah. You need a Masoira. The method has to be taught. Has to be handed down generation to generation, and you need um, the rational ability. You need to be able to make a chavachoma yourself. You need to be able to reason something out. And this backwards and forwards, when Hillel is asked the halachi, he doesn't just give the bottom line. Um, Moshe Feinstein told me himself when I learned with him at the end of his life that the least important part of his tshuvas are the bottom line. That's the least important. The bottom line is given only to the person who asked the shaila. And he said to me, never take my bottom line and apply it. Because I didn't write the bottom line for you. The reason I write the name of the person who asked the Shaila is because I wrote the bottom line to that person in that circumstance at that time. The reason I write all the lambdas, that's for you. So now you learn through the lambdas and you apply the lambdas yourself. And I said to him, and what happens if I can't? That's like too much. He said, then if your shoulders aren't wide enough, you shouldn't be in Rabonis. You either you can do it or you can't do it. And I believe you can do it. And I remember walking outside that day with tears rolling down my eyes, understanding what he was saying. is I'm not going to be around forever. You've got to be able to make decisions yourself also. And I've given you the methodology. You don't, you've got the methodology. Hilo, when they ask Hilo the Shaila, he doesn't just give them an answer. He gives them the methodology, a kalva chomer, and they reason backwards and forwards, and they think and they talk until finally the halacha emerges and it becomes clear as to what the halacha is. But it comes clear out of a combination of those three elements. Reason, ability to think, mesoira, methodology, and midas, character. When the three come together, one can begin to work out what the Torah really wants from us.